but it's not. It's a lie. That's good too. We love a good lie. As almost as much as we love a parade. Oh, I love a parade. The beat of the drum, ba da bum, ba da bum. Cocktail fans, and welcome to episode 80 of The Gentleman of Elegant Leisure. I'm Dave, along with uh, Jason Hello? and uh, Fred, right? Hello? What are you doing way over there, Dave? Well, we've changed our uh, seating arrangements for this show, you know, to honor episode 80. It's a milestone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, no, I'm sitting off on the side, and we've changed the direction of sort of where I'm sitting because we've... We've got video now, folks. Go check our YouTube channel out. And so it's going to be focused mostly on Jason, because that's what he likes. <laughs> I'm glad I don't. But... We'll rotate it 90 degrees. Then we'll rotate another 90 degrees next time. Well, then we'll just, just keep, keep on going. Yeah. Uh, I do know that we have people that do watch our YouTube mm-hmm. channel, yeah. Yeah. because my friend Eddie, that I... Yes, he left a... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Left a comment. Yes. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he left a comment because he almost he he contacted me personally. Oh. And he'll be delighted again to be mentioned. This is uh, twice in as many (laughs) episodes that Eddie is getting a shout out. Yeah. Keep it real, Eddie. (laughs) I want to see a picture. Send in a picture. She's on our Facebook page. You can click on the link to see a picture of Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's left he, a comment. How's he on our Facebook page? Well, he's left a comment. Oh, I see. So you I can click on. It shows you on the I comment. Can, I can go to the fake uh, Facebook page that Jason set up for his mythical friend uh, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go for a couple of days until <laughs> <laughs> so you get all I the, the backstory filled in. That's right. I gotta get a fake mustache. <laughs> I'm gonna do my hair a little different, and no, uh, no, David's gonna, just gonna send me there. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. The whole thing is. No, I have not actually met Eddie myself in person. So I, there, there is uh, Jacques. Jacques. No, yes, there could be some substance to what you're saying, but uh, I think he is real. Subterfuge. Eddie is outside of your comfort zone. (laughs) He is. He is definitely. And your zip code. Is he? Yes. He lives in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh. And you don't go into Vancouver for socializing. No. 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 Things. I'm against it. Exactly. But I've heard tales of Eddie. In fact, that could be a whole new podcast, Tales of Eddie. That's our spinoff podcast. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll ask Eddie once a week to send in a story. Yeah. We will, uh, not a long one, just no, no, no. A, but, a, but a complete one. Right. An adventure that's happened in his life. Right. And then we will either... Uh, act it out. Act it out. <laughs> Radio drop. I like it. Yeah. Or we will uh, uh, embellish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, tales now, of Eddie. Now, it is now. I, I know Eddie worked for the post office. Did he act? Was he? A, did he deliver? He did. Right. So he was out and about. Oh yeah. So he would have seen all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. I bet he's got all sorts of wacky oh, wow. stories about stumbling across oh, yeah. dead bodies and uh, <laughs> yeah. mysteries oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff well, like that. Well, wow. If Eddie was real, that would be something to hear. He is not only is he real, yeah. he's real interesting. Oh, okay. oh. real interesting. Yep. Yeah. All right. Tune in on episode eighty-one for <laughs> Tales <laughs> of Eddie. 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 Uh, but until then, yeah, we're, we're going to do drinks. We're going <laughs> to okay. drink, folks. So we, we got, got a whole bunch of things happening this week. Not, not with us. No, no. no. But it's Negroni Week. Uh-huh. It is Negroni it Week. It is Negroni Week. Uh, depending on when you listen, it's mm. Negroni Week now. Anyway, and mm. it'll still be Negroni Week 
uh, when we publish. In theory, mm-hmm. barring any issues with oh, sure. the uh, uploading of said show, sure. mm-hmm. uh, it should solar still be- flares, uh, nuclear waste. I think Negroni Week ends on the thirtieth mm. of the month, which is okay. a Sunday this year. And I always hate it when the week ends on Sunday. Oh, oh, bad luck. No, no, I just <laughs> like I look at a calendar. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it goes Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Not Monday to Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's right. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like those. And if you get one of those calendars in your house, you're going to miss everything by a day. Oh, you guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. And I had a manager uh, that that's how we did do this, the schedule. Yep. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Not Fred's brother. No. But the different era. Although he might do Still, it too. Still, he probably yeah. does. And so you would look at it and you would say, I don't have any days off next week. And then he would say, no, you do. Because see, look at this. And you're like, but that's not how... I'm looking at a calendar. <laughs> not your weird thing. Because he always changes it. There was not a regular schedule, as you know. I've complained about this yeah. for years at the yeah. time. I eventually quit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he would have you working like nine days in a row. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, I can't work nine days in a row. And you say, ah, but look, it's they gave you the Thursday off. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about the Thursday. It's, it's not really nine days in a row. It's, it's three days off and then four days and then five days and then another three days off. But that's, that's nine days. Of, you're looking at it all wrong. Yes, yeah, right. You're not getting the big picture here. In a year, you're allowed these <laughs> yeah. days off. That's right. <laughs> you're going to get all those in mm. September. What an idiot. <laughs> and then on the day I quit, which was the day that he actually did one of these scheduling things, because yep. he says, I think uh, you're not going to be able to have that day off. I think I'm going to need you to work that. And I said, I think I'm going to need you to read this. <laughs> <laughs> and he read that, and he was like, oh, no, I'm not very happy about that. He made a few calls. He went and did some other stuff. And then he came back to me, and he said... Uh, you're not uh, you're not quitting because of me, are you? And I wish I had the balls to have said, <laughs> "Yeah, you didn't help," <laughs> but I didn't. I said, "No, no, no. Well, I'm retiring. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm 32 years old, and I have decided to retire to my <laughs> island of the tropics." We called it quits. Yep. Oh. Wow. So it's Negroni Week, and it yeah. ends on Sunday the 30th. Oh, right, so when right, you right. actually hear this, it's still Negroni Week, and you can go out and get yourself a Negroni somewhere. Oh yeah, right. no, you should. And it's, uh, it's today is also Bourdain Day. And for Anthony Bourdain. Why, did he die today? Well, it's his birthday, and yes. <laughs> uh, but also, Negroni was his favorite drink. It didn't, you know, yeah. I don't know if it that's a good him, thing. It didn't yeah. save him. No, well, I don't think he had any Negronis on his birthday. Did he really die on his birthday? Uh, well, everybody keeps saying happy birthday, and it's been a year since you've died. So. Uh, yeah, but sometimes people say that because it's been a year since you died, but not right. to the date. Yeah. It just seems strange. I mean, I guess, why not go out on the same day you came in? Yeah, no, no, it is a bad idea. Oh, well, okay. no, no, It's We're a really bad idea. <laughs> Whose birthday is next? <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we've got uh, Negroni week, and so I thought, well, we've done the Negroni. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah. So you can't just do another, we could, because I like a Negroni. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like him a Negroni, but we thought we'd do what other people do, which is Negroni variations. Right, because so, we did a phony Negroni as well, didn't that's we? That's right. I think we did, did we do a white Negroni? We might have done a, Did we actually do a real Negroni then? Did we do three Negronis that other time that we did Negronis? Oh, I said it too many times. Yeah. We cannot use the term anymore <laughs> no. on the show. Yep. Hand me that battle, that battle of Campari. <laughs> the great battle of Campari. Is that your new character? Yes. 
I'm just going to give the recipe of a, this is a bonus recipe. This one will not be on the website. No, no, it's only hers here. Got to use your ears. You go out and you get Campari, mm-hmm. and you get uh, an ounce for the hell of it of Campari, an ounce of gin, and an ounce of uh, red vermouth, the red stuff, and a slice of orange, and that's uh, that's a Negroni. Equal parts, equal parts, equal parts. Right. Campari, gin, mm-hmm. and red vermouth. Right. Italian vermouth. Yes, exactly. It's, or sweet vermouth is sometimes. Or right. sweet vermouth. And so that's, uh, you have a Negroni. We're not going to do the Negroni. We're going to do two other things that Fred found. Mm-hmm. Yes, the unusual Negroni and the slow-groni. That's right. The slow-groni. So oh. when you say it like that, it sounds dirty. Yes. Slow and unusual. Yeah. Which is what we were going to call the podcast. <laughs> I know. It's, it's kismet. Mm. Um, My pet frog. <laughs> kismet. Hello. The unusual Negroni, you sent it, but I didn't know where it came from, and so I Googled it, and I found it on uh, Serious Eats. Is that where you found it? Mm, the unusual? The unusual. So the unusual is from, you know, I, I, I thought I printed up the page with their name on it. So the, uh, the creator of the unusual Negroni... Charlotte Voisy? <laughs> what? How did you... Because it was on the Serious Eats website. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then, yes, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. So who's uh, now a brand ambassador for um, Grant Thomas? That does not say here. No. So, uh, you know I... who we're brand ambassadors for? Who? Prestige Decanters. That's right. right. Uh, PrestigeDecanters.com. Let's go there and uh, tell, them, tell them the gents sent you. That's right. Hey, their glassware is made with borosilicate glass. Borrowed silly? No, bor- <laughs> borrowed silly Cut glass, yes. <laughs> so it's the neighbor's glassware that they've borrowed, and then they've cut it. Sillily. Sillily. Yeah, just, just randomly. Mm. Borrow silicate. It's the best glass. It's used for lab, laboratory glassware, and your finer uh, whiskey glasses are also made of borrow silicate. Yeah, it's it's resistant to scratches, and it's stronger, so you, can, you shouldn't drop it. But it's more resistant to breaking. Mm. Well, it seems like we should have done a better. Uh, 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 we should have Dave record a separate uh, featured. <laughs> when in uh, Louisburg, Kentucky, stop in at <laughs> Prestige Decanters. This is just how it starts. We'll have a little bit on them in every episode. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's it's uh, good stuff. But yeah, so she's a brand ambassador, and so she's uh, living the good life in New York City. But she came up with this cocktail a few years ago when she was a, a bartender. I don't remember which bar she was at, but uh, does does this give you some sort of immunity if you're a brand ambassador? I, mean, I believe it does. You get plates, separate uh, license plates with says diplomat on it. That's right, <laughs> yeah. and you can. Uh, I believe all your drinks are comped, and you you, they, you can't be charged with uh, impaired driving. No, or uh, you don't, and you don't have to tip. Oh, but was, but you should. You should. Even though you're not required. <laughs> now, legally, you're not required to. I thought that. you could commit all sorts of crimes. Is that not a fact? <laughs> I think if you're a, if you have diplomatic immunity. Yeah, yeah I think you, the, the brand ambassador is a step below. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was just. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was reading at the time. I thought we were actually on to official. Oh, actual. Oh, yeah. Though they can do anything. Can yeah. they actually do anything? Almost well, anything. they get kicked out of the country if they, you know. But if they murdered somebody, all you could do would be to kick them out. Unless, unless yes. the, I think, unless the country that they. Work for it says, yeah, you can charge them. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the yeah, rest. That's or if the there's thing. an extradition. Yeah. But okay. even then, yeah, it's, then it's tricky. It's a pretty so sweet gig, though. It is. Oh, yeah. You don't have to pay parking tickets. You can yeah. park anywhere you want. Yeah. But why would you? Because you have that 
there's a spot reserved for you outside of the consulate and or embassy. Oh, yeah, no, you got that one. But if you want to go and uh, get your watch fixed at Burke's, yeah. uh, you just park on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah. and walk in. You always get the Jack Lemon spot, especially if it says no parking. Does Burke still exist? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. They moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From where the clock was to where the clock is. Burke's is a local jewelry store here in uh, Vancouver. So should we do the unusual Negroni first? I think so. Or is it so unusual that it should be second? It's not that unusual. Let's do the unusual. All right. So this is the unusual Negroni, guys. So instead of having Campari and gin, what is the other one? What does the actual one have? It's <laughs> Campari, gin, and vermouth. Yeah. This one has Aperol mm-hmm. to take the place of the Campari yeah. and Lille Blanc. Mm. Yeah, in place of the vermouth. In place of the vermouth, because it's kind of like a vermouth. It's a fortified wine. It's 17% alcohol. Yeah. Uh, keep refrigerated after opening, as you should with all of your vermouths. And yeah. any uh, unattended children should also be refrigerated. <laughs> but don't seal it. got to <laughs> leave it open. you got to leave it. Have some and air. your Aperol also. And your yes. Campari is right on the cusp. It's 25%. But you should refrigerate it. You might as well. And to, to make this one, you're going to stir Aperol, Lille Blanc, and gin with ice in an old-fashioned glass, and then garnish it with grapefruit slice, and serve. To serve up, stir Aperol, Lille Blanc, and gin with ice in a mixing glass, then strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and garnish with a grapefruit twist. You used to do the grapefruit twist. Oh, I did, yeah. I do the Wilbury twist. Oh, Hmm. Well, we'll have to have a twist on it a little later. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's make it in a mixing glass, and then we'll dump it over an ice cube for the hell of it into yes. one of these dealies. Right. What are these called? Glasses? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Now, there's uh, two schools of thought on, on the ice cube. I think the Europeans uh, favor the ice cube. So you shake it or stir it, mm-hmm. cool it down, but then you pour it over fresh ice. And I think the Americans serve it up. Right, and that's probably why they've given us the two options here. Yeah, I think because we uh, only double the recipe and then split it three ways, yeah. it will look better with an ice cube in it. Yeah, because it'll make it a little deeper. Right, for photography purposes. 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 <laughs> Plus, it's uh, you know, it's 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 a strong-ish drink because there's no mix, there's no juice, it's all alcohol. So it's always nice to have a bit of cube in there to give you the. What do you, you want? This one. I finish yours off? I was just thinking, is mine uh, that I put it in a cooler, but I don't think it's any cooler than yours. No. But I will finish mine off. Okay. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and what else do we need? Oh, we're going to use, he- oh, that's right. This uses Hendrix gin. It doesn't just use regular old gin. Right. This uses cucumber flavored Hendrix gin. Mm-hmm. So distilled and bottled in Scotland. Hopefully there's some left. Mm. If the bottle's black, I can't tell how much is in there. It feels heavy. It's like a coconut. Yeah. I'd like it's full of pennies. <laughs> oh, that's where my pennies went. Uh, and it says that um, uh, Voici, Charlotte Voici, mm-hmm. or Voisy, mm-hmm. yeah. her original specs call for the classic equal parts setup, but whoever did this, Maggie Hoffman, she likes it slightly drier with a little bit of extra gin. What do we guys think that we want to do? Do you want to go equal parts or do you want to do what uh, uh, Maggie Hoffman says and put an extra quarter ounce of gin in? Sounds like that would just ruin it. Equal parts, then? <laughs> well, let's go equal parts, because that's the tradition. Okay. Sorry, and then, Maggie. And then we'll know for next time. If yes. I, if I make this on the weekend, then I can uh, adjust that's it right. to suit. I've been uh, 
last weekend I, I had a couple uh, uh, we did um, uh, a couple drinks on the weekend what did I do I did the Taj Mahal Sunset yeah for, on, last, on last episode right but I did it on last weekend as well yeah. uh, and um, it's not a crowd pleaser no oh. the, the turmeric seems to turn people off <laughs> we uh, also agreed a little bit. Like yeah. we liked it enough, yeah. but we preferred the other ones. Yes. Other people didn't like it enough. Have you got a little uh, measuring device over there? I sure put it in so. something. Maybe you should tell those other people to make their own damn drink. That. Oh my god, what's in here? A lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So uh, what I noticed with ours is that our turmeric seemed to have at least, seemed to be a little grittier. Now, the people I was drinking with said it reminded them of sand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, it's not sand. It's just grainy spices. But, uh, yeah, it didn't seem to dissolve as well, although it did turn bright orange. Okay. And, and in fact, my uh, crystals glassware turned uh, bright orange as well. I tell you. It took an extra washing to get that color out. It's like a, it's like a trick. <laughs> Whoever's telling you to use this product. Yeah. Uh, so but you, I think we said on the thing though that it also it's not going to dissolve because it's not yeah. water soluble. It's a it's a spice. Yeah, it's a, yeah. you can't stir pepper until pepper dissolves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or peat moss. So you can't have stir Lilith there. Right? I am. And look at the lovely color of this. Oh, and then yeah. here's Hendrix gin. If you haven't had Hendrix gin, you should. You know why? Because it's forty four percent alcohol. Yeah. Mm. Good and enough it, reason. And it uh, smells a little bit like cucumbers. I haven't had it for a while. Neither have I, actually. And when it first came out, it was so unique. This was probably one of the first unique gins we had on the market. Unique primarily because it came in, in this scary apothecaric uh, container. Mm -hmm. Apothecaric? Yeah. yeah apothecaric, so. sure. So we're going to stir this guy up. Where's my big yeah. spoon? Yeah, it's, it's, it's still juniper -y. But, uh, but not overpoweringly so, and uh, yeah, a little hint of, hint of cucumber. So this is uh, a little different because you're not uh, doing your shaking I'm not doing gymnastics. my big shake like you're sort of used to. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, this is good. I like it. It's a gentler, kinder, Jason. It is. Although I still loom over everybody. Of course, you do. No. you're huge. You're a mountain of a man. May I have my Hawthorne strainer, please? You may indeed, sir. The tricky thing about stirring stuff, I find, especially in a glass beaker, is it just doesn't get as cold as you like. It takes a long time to it stir it. It takes longer to, to chill it up, for sure. In fact, I could have probably put more ice in here, but we're sort of, we're on rices, rations in Canada for <laughs> ice. Oh, yeah. They keep it all in the Northwest Territories, and you got to requisition it. The paperwork is a, <laughs> it's a real bastard. So let's have a look at this here and see, as we pour it over one more little ice cube here. Yeah. Just to keep the chill on it. Oh, I should have had Fred as my uh, sous chef slicing up a slice of oh. uh, grapefruit for uh, grapefruit for to have. See, to have. And so, had you done this in a cocktail glass, of course, it would be that much uh, betterer because it would be that much deeperer. But this will be nice. Oh, first one's always uh, that's for the floor. <laughs> that was the best one. Deepest. Oh, yeah, this was gold. We'll save it for flaming later on. Mm. So I'll do it over the... Uh, if I do it this way... Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to get pith. Well, it's... it's <laughs> I'm in the, doing the wrong podcast then? <laughs> There's no risk of that. 
We're lucky to be slightly tipsy, <laughs> let alone pith. <laughs> I get it. Stay tuned next week for uh, Tales of Eddie. There you go. Exciting uh, oh. twists of uh, postal a, a mild-mannered postal employee with a Ooh. zest for life. And fists of steel. Yep. Is he really mild mannered? Oh, he's he's the uh, the epitome of mild mannered. He's so mild mannered he changes clothes <laughs> in phone booths. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so how's that? Uh, that smell. I can smell the grapefruit from here. Yeah. Now that's great. You know, you you squeeze the grapefruit. It's called for a twist. Well, we just did a, did a big blast of grapefruit oil right into the drink there yeah. because uh, that's what we like. So it's got one cube in it. If you find that it? offensive, then don't put a cube in it. But uh, I wanted it to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. Much like myself. Here, I'm gonna. I am wearing a purple in. shirt after all. Oh yeah, no, you're uh, you're styling. You're uh, so the, you make a statement. The unusual Negroni. It says here, Aperol gives this drink a subtly bitter orange flavor, bolstered by the honey and citrus flavor of Golden Lily Blanc. Hendrix Gin, with its delicate botanicals, fits right in with the overall gentle character of the drink. Let's that, see. Let's see if it's true. Mmm. 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 Mm. Didn't even swallow it yet. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, you know what? Holy cow. Oh, this is neat. This is neat. I think you should try it, Fred. I think I have it right now. No, 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 no. In a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like the just. I like the nose. Yes, the, the grapefruit twist, which Dave will demonstrate later on. It's going to be yeah. a bonus uh, uh, oh. video footage. It's. I want to say it's super sweet. It's not super sweet, no. but it comes across like you're drinking juice to begin with, and only mm-hmm. at the very end do you get that little bitterness of the aperol that comes in. Yeah, I was expecting a burn. You don't get one. No. You you you, you sense like there's going to be a burn. There's a bit of a. A foretaste for the yes. burn, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen. It's actually quite smooth. Yeah, I think that's yeah. mainly the grapefruit oils, I think, that yeah. gives you that little... But um, mm. it's very smooth, very balanced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I can see where they would say, you know, like a little more gin, make it a little drier, because it is a sweet-ish... I don't even know if it's tasting... It's like, I don't know. It's not sweet in the traditional sense of a... I don't know. I don't, chocolate? Chocolate, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's not, but it's... Uh, it's but if you like a drier drink, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd give it a little uh, quarter ounce, half an ounce more gin. A just kiss to, of a little bit more gin. A kiss, mm. a kiss of gin. Yeah. And that would be easy enough to do because it's an equal mm. parts, equal, 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 except mm-hmm. the gin you give it a little bit more equal. You yeah. get your animal farm equality in there. That's right. That's a... Orwellian <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah. We, the bell goes off whenever that happens. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> That's George. when George Orwell gets his wings. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't want them. James <laughs> Joyce always <laughs> tears them off. Yep. <sighs> oh. mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm tickled with that drink. Yeah, that's not hard. No, in fact, if you have had uh, a Negroni before and you didn't care for it, try one of these. Yeah. This is baby Negroni. <laughs> that's, that's right. This is the entry-level Negroni. Mm-hmm. I don't think the wife is going to like it. No? Nope. I'll let her have a... Okay. Well, it's, it's got some sweetness to it. Yeah, sort of like but you. I, I know my wife's sweetness. Mm-hmm. Right. She likes a lot of sweetness. But maybe if she knows going in, say, mm-hmm. no, no, this isn't going to be your usual sweetness. Yeah. Sweetness. Uh, sweetness. It's an unusual Negroni. It's an unusual Negroni. It certainly it, is. It, considering only one ingredient is there from the Negroni, 
Yeah. It's remarkably similar to a Negroni. It is. In fact, I guess what we probably should have done is made a Negroni as a as the, uh, what do they call it, the constant? It's upstairs. Oh. The, uh, oh, I'll say it. Yes. It's the constant the, or the... the uh, um, it's a science thing. Yes, it's a science thing. If it's not the constant, it's the uh, it's a patient zero or something. <laughs> the test subject, the uh, original, and I forget standard, what it is. The standard, yes. yeah. And then the we would reference. know how much it had deviated from said yeah. recipe. But it, it's, uh, it's really, I, I had the salty snacks because you really, with these drinks, I think you really do want to cleanse your palate. Well, between. as you know, I always like to pontificate upon what I call la dolce vita. <laughs> what a creep. Is that a new character? Uh, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because yeah. it's a little bit like my dad, though. That's yeah, what I think. Yeah, it started out like a man. It's like Jason's dad, and then ah, it veered off. It veered mm-hmm. off. Hmm. It became more like Mr. Veered Off. <laughs> uh, but no, this is, this is uh, as you know, La Dolce Vita. <laughs> yeah. What that's, about it? that's just enca- encapsulates Italy to a mm-hmm. tee, right? Oh, of course. It's, uh, and, and doing that, well, I forget what they call it. There's that evening stroll that they do in many Italian towns. Mm, right. The sun goes, starts to go down as twice mm-hmm. as the magic hour. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just get out and you sit in the square and you drink mm-hmm. your Aperol spritzes and you drink your uh, uh, Negronis. And I say this would fit in just perfectly with that. In fact, if anything, this is what that needs is a little bit of spritz. It needs a splash of... Uh, Fizz in it. Fizz? It's funny, when I, I just, uh, as you may know, I popped out to pick up some uh, Campari. I don't know if you noticed. I was gone for about <laughs> 10 minutes. That's right. We did not tell that because it wasn't on the show, but now it's all what the show was about is that Fred <laughs> forgot to bring Campari <laughs> and we were ready to record and he had to drive away to the liquor store. <laughs> but I was picking, getting up and the, the uh, guy at the till correctly said, Oh, Negroni. I said, Yes. He said, uh, And I said, We're also going to do one with, an ap- with Aperol. He said, "Oh yes, he, he was a Scot. He was he was an elder gentleman in his sixties. You know what those guys are like." Oh mm-hmm. sure. And he said, "Yeah, he was in. Um, I'm not going to do the accent. I want you to do the Hootman. Oh, oh, I, I was in uh, Italy and I asked for a Napoli spritz, and they looked me up and down and said, "You feel like a woman, do you?" Really? Yeah, very sexist. Oh, well, you know what? Now I feel bad because everywhere I went, I was ordering Aperol spritzes like I was Johnny Italy. You're more genial. I guess. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about that? a bad bartender. Is a lot of the Italian mm-hmm. uh, men, I'm yes. not going to say that they are effeminate. No. That's not what I'm saying here no, no. at all. No, no, that would be wrong. Because they are not. No. But there are many Italian men that are wearing uh, yellow leather pants. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or, or crazy fashion stuff mm-hmm. that we in here in purple, Scotland purple short shirts, purple shirts, yes, yeah. with sunshine on yeah. there. Wait a minute, I'm living La Dolce Vita. Yeah, so I'm surprised that a, that an, an Italian would say that you oh you're having a girl drink. Yeah, I know, because they're having they 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 invented the drink. They like it. They didn't say we're making it for girls. To be fair, they don't get tips over there. So they don't care what you think. <laughs> That's right. And they poured it in his lap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you still have to pay for that. Wow. Well, I had nothing but Aperol spritzes. Well, then you should. Why not? <laughs> I feel like I was being judged. Uh, you're being judged all the time. I, but I, now I feel like I was being judged In without, without me knowing it. Oh, I see. I'm sure I'm being judged all the time. <laughs> 
Mm. Mostly by myself. Yeah. And I am a harsh oh, judge. Harsh. You're a hanging judge, right? <laughs> yes. Not only am I a poor judge of character, yeah. I'm terribly opinionated, and yeah. I'm with me all the time. I can't think of a worse combination. Oh, I know. Mm. Except for this drink, which is the best combination. It is the best combination. I'm almost afraid to try the next one, which involves Aperol. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm going to fold this over so that I don't make a mistake. Mm. The Slow Grow I think, was from Imbibe uh, Magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Via uh, Robbie Nelson. Via Robbie Nelson. Yes. From New York City. That's right. Who's is now a brand ambassador for Amass. Really? A mass of what? Uh, I don't know. A mass of cells? Craft distiller. Mm. Uh, So far, I think they're... So far, from what I can see, their product right now is Los Angeles Dry Gin. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that Kraft... They make cheese, right? Are these the Kraft distillers (laughs) that you're talking about? That's right, yes. Normally, they do the slices, (laughs) right? which you can now get with uh, like a Swiss cheese slice, which is kind of nice. So it's like a a Velveeta or an easy easy melty cheesy thing, but it's Swiss. Mm -hmm. Got a hole in it? No, they can't afford holes. Not at that price. Yeah, see, that that makes sense, though, Mm -hmm. right? Because you put fake holes in it. Yeah. You're selling the same (laughs) product, (laughs) but the weight's going down. Yeah, that's right. But you're charging for the whole work. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nice. That's good thinking. I'm a brand ambassador for craft. (laughs) They still owned by Beatrice? Uh, Princess, Princess, Princess Beatrice? That's right. General Foods? Oh, yeah. They're all owned, owned by the uh, Illuminati. They own everything. Uh, but you didn't hear that from us. Uh-oh. It's on a different podcast that Fred does. <laughs> it's also part of Eddie's rough and tumble tales of terror. No, uh, we already changed the name of it. What's it called? Uh, tales of Eddie? Tales of Eddie? It might be just Tales of Eddie. I tell you, it's got a license to print. Clearly. Postage stamps. (laughs) The slow grony. Here, now this is funny because it has slow gin in this drink. Now we've had slow gin in drinks. Mm -hmm. And years ago when I was after slow gin, when you could not get it uh, here in BC, British Columbia, Canada, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Earth, (laughs) solar system, um, Milky Way galaxy. It... uh, Somebody, I, f- I finally got some of them, and, and uh, a girl at work mm-hmm. who knew another girl. That's the best kind. That loved gin. Mm-hmm. The girl at work had said to the girl who loved gin that I wanted slow gin, and she said, you don't want slow gin. No. It's nothing like gin. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> but she, the gin drinker, didn't know, and so she had poured a huge glass of liqueur thinking that it was going to be gin. It's not yeah. real. Yeah. Not a, I think the base spirit is gin, but it's full of sugar and slow berries. Yeah. So, in this case, the slow gin is not replacing gin. The slow gin is replacing <gasps> sweet vermouth in this simple Negroni riff. Now, Robbie Nelson says, I love Negronis, but sometimes in the summer, I want something a little brighter with more acid. And then he went to Woodstock. <laughs> With that in mind, I swapped out the herbal and vanilla notes of sweet vermouth and used slow gin instead. The slow gin has just enough sweetness to balance the gin and Campari, but it also, excuse me, has bright red berry notes and a surprising amount of acid. 
And then he also flamed an orange twist. And so we will be flaming an orange twist for you tonight uh, here on uh, Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure. Yikes. Yes. And uh, so uh, Dave's insurance is all paid up, mm-hmm. as far as we know. Where's the fire alarms have been tested. Actually, he's in a townhouse complex, so he probably doesn't have fire insurance because they don't give you fire insurance in a townhouse complex. I think he does. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Find out when I make my claim. That's right. So this is really the same thing, although he's dickied with the amounts too. He's got an ounce and a half of London Dry Gin. He's only got three quarters of an ounce of Campari, and he's only got three quarters of an ounce of Slow Gin. And so we will do what he did. Sure. And then we're going to flame an orange twist over it. And what this does is it makes the oil of the orange peel shoot through, thank you very much, shoot through a flame, and it goes... So you get flamed oil on your drink. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's a, a nice effect if you want to show off. It ain't, uh, it ain't cocktail. No one's going to flip anything over their head. I'm just going to have a drink of this unusual Negroni since it's in front of me. It's a good drink. Little Robbie Nelson has, a, has big, big shoes to fill from this one here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe I'll get my sous chef, uh, Fred... Sure. To cut me sure uh, three of those. Oh, of the little, uh, uh, dime-sized... Uh, uh, no, uh, well, oval like, shape. Like these? Oh. Yeah, probably about that big, actually. Okay. That'd be great. Um, and then when you're going to go flame it, this is technique that I'm describing, you're going to hold it at the sides, the narrow sides of the oval, and you will squeeze it in your hand, and that motion causes the oil to come out, and I think you should probably do it through a match, but we're going to do it through a lighter because... How's that looking? That looks great. Look at that. See that? But you're going to hold it like this, and then you're going to squeeze it so that it goes out that way. And uh, you could go a little thinner than that, but I like having a little bit of skookumness to hang on to. Skookum being a uh, <laughs> trading word from the, who was it? Who was it? The Coast Salish people with the traders here on the West Coast had a language called, ooh, the hell, Chinook? Chinook, yes. I think it's called Chinook. It was a mixture of several languages. Yeah, English, French, whatever the the Salish were speaking. And uh, yeah, skookum means big. Mm. Yeah. Like me. Like skookum foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Sasquatch should have been called skookum foot. Weird. Uh, There's a a big body of water there where the the rapids go, right? Skookum, skookum, Chuck Narrows. And I think it means big water or angry water or big angry water. Mm. I don't know. I never traded properly. But I do have a book on the Chinook jargon. Do you? And I'm hoping to learn it mm-hmm. and eventually convert solely into the 18th century trading language. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to have uh, dreams. Yeah. And then I'm going to start speaking. <laughs> yeah. Probably better to have a job uh-huh. and then dreams. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to learn to speak Esperanto, oh, yeah. and I'm going to try to move that into the whole uh, oh, yeah. Chinook trading I, jargon. I think Esperanto is going to catch on eventually. There's no reason that it shouldn't. No, it's a universal language. It's a universal language. That everybody could speak if they, if they so chose. I had a high school teacher who spoke it. Oh, yes. I never conversed with him because I didn't know it. I, I also have a book on how to speak Esperanto. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Okay. I buy a lot of bad books. Yeah. But you buy them cheaply, though, right? Oh, oh yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about me. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, no, we're going to actually do the Slow Grony. Yeah, I don't like that name. 
I like the unusual Negroni, the Slogroni. Yeah. And we're going to do it in these glasses. It says to strain into a chilled coupe and then garnish with the uh, flamed orange twist. But we're not using coupes. We're using... We're using these little uh, fancy-ass glasses here with a little... uh, Cordial? uh, uh, Cordial, kind of a cordial, kind of a... Ish? Exactly. So what you do is you add all of the ingredients to a mixing glass with ice, then you stir it to chill, and then you strain it into a chilled coupe. So we're going to put in... uh, Those three ingredients, right? Those three ingredients. Campari, London Dry Gin, and Slow Gin. And I want to thank you all for coming here. (laughs) So an ounce and a half of London Dry Gin. All of the ingredients will be on our website... Drunkpodcast.ca. <laughs> right. Which is probably easier to give out because drunkpodcast.ca yeah. connects us right. Did you renew it? Uh, I got it for two years. Oh, well, fantastic. I was optimistic. <laughs> it, was, it was five bucks cheaper, so I thought, well, oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, you got you to gotta go big or go yeah. home. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like making money. Let's just use all of this ice. So there's no, you don't pour it over ice on this one? Not in this one. It just gets strained in. We're just going to try to chill the hell out of it with all of this extra ice. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go to drunkpodcast.ca and you'll be immediately redirected to thegentlemanofelegantlesion.com where you'll be able to get all of these recipes to try them for yourself at home. But it's basically you take a spirit, a liqueur... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the... Something else. Amaro, right? The sun will come out. I guess it's an Amaro. It's an Amaro, a vermouth, and a gin. So it's a, you're going to need a vermouth of some sort. You're going to need a fortified wine, yeah. uh, an Italian Amaro, and a spirit. Walk into a bar. <laughs> well, I like the sound it makes. Yeah, that's a fresh bottle right there. Yeah. It makes that little giggling, gurgling noise that we all love so much. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yep. Oh, I see. It's That's so a classic red. red. That's the, yeah. and then you haven't even added the slow gin. Oh, this is going to be great. Now, what would happen if you added uh, the turmeric to this drink? Oh, um, a lot of people would turn this off immediately. <laughs> Poor turmeric gets such a bad rap, but it's so good for you. It, it's good for you. Oh, of course. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, that makes sense because it's, yeah, it's so horrible tasting. <laughs> yeah, but it has to be good for you. What kinds of antioxidants? So let's just uh, stir this for a good hunk of time here. Uh, Dave has the clock that ticks every two seconds, but has no second hand. <laughs> second hand rose. I'm wearing second hand clothes. Right? Yeah. Oh, second hand clothes. I'm wearing second hand clothes. That's why they call me second hand rose. Nice. Sure. You know the rest of it? Even the piano in the parlor. So, yes. Father bought for 10 cents on the dollar. So, well, there's something to keep people uh, entertained while you're stirring the bejesus out of that uh, drink. Yes. Well, we want it to be so chilled mm-hmm. that we don't know what to do with ourselves. Oh, yikes. What are you going to do with yourself later? Uh, I was thinking about, um, I don't know, heading up, up country. Oh, canned heat. Yeah. Come on up country. Down the road. <laughs> the late Al Wilson, thank you. His spirit is with us. I don't know. Is it's... that how he sounded? Yeah. Yeah. Come on up the country. Da-da-da. 
<laughs> yeah, very falsetto voice. I guess you're right. Up the Yeah, these are, uh, you know, we transitioned into the Beach Boys. <laughs> or Jan and Dean. What are we doing? Wah, wah. Little GTO. Who did Little GTO? Was it the Beach Boys? Okay. Yeah, that's Jan and Dean doing <laughs> It's a bit of a montage here, as yep. Eddie will tell you in Tales of Eddie. Yep. Okay, here comes the tricky part. Do we turn the lights out? Nah, that's all right. You gonna move move it where the camera can see it? Nah, it's okay too. Because <laughs> we don't know if it's gonna work. Oh, don't we? No. Ooh. See that? Wow! Isn't that fantastic? See that? Oh my gosh! Look at that! What are the odds of getting that shot? Wow. Oh, one with me. Mickey Mouse is coming. <laughs> go to our go Hi, to our, Mickey. Go to our Instagram account. Oh, oh that was a dud. Oh, a dud. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need another one? Maybe. Oh. oh man. <laughs> that first one was so good. Oh. Well pretend that all of them did, did that. They, did they just collapse? I don't know. They uh maybe you know what I think that one maybe had extra pith until there was more to hang on to. There you go. Try that one. Alright. Well, it kind of did it, but not like that first one. Holy cow, that first one was... That one's a little... Uh, it's got some substance there. You can really get that one to... No, that first one, for whatever reason, that had all of the oil of the world in it. Uh, Here we go. For you? Well, thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Do you want the super flamed one, Dave? Sure. I'm going to have no, a sip of yours. You, you have the super flamed one. I'll take the... <laughs> not so super flamed. That was great. Oh, it was super <laughs> Now, Now, the slow uh, groaning, because I already tasted it, because I was going to give it to Dave, and I wanted to compare it. Mm. So I'll get him to compare, too, to see if that actually makes any difference to have the, uh, mm. right. the extra flame or just a little flame. I think they taste about the same, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say they pretty much, pretty much even. And... Wow. Impressive to watch it. But you get the you're getting the nice orange bump off the top. Yep. Hmm. Bump off the top. Bump up the volume. So this is closer to a Negroni. Uh, yes, it's a lot closer to a Negroni. On account of a Campari. To the point of almost I don't want like it as much as the other <laughs> well, one. Now. Depends on your move. Right? Hmm. There's some sparks, but yeah, it's weird. It's like Sparks just holding it near it. Yeah. That's what's sort of funny about it. You're there, and you just come in close with it. And... <laughs> no. Never mind. The first one was great. And look at the picture, because that wasn't doctored. Mm -mm. But yeah, this one, uh, the slow gin, he says, replaces the sweet vermouth. Okay. Sometimes I want something a little brighter with more acid. What I don't know, and there's no way to tell without comparing it, as I don't know if the slow gin... Has gone a little funky or something. There's a there's a, a cough syrupy, we had esque quality. Hand me a glass. Yeah, because it is only twenty six percent. It is only twenty percent. But you've had it refrigerated or you haven't? Not, not this one. Twenty six. Right. At twenty six, I don't. Right. But you know what I mean. There's a. What do you think? I think it's. You think it's gold? I think it's gold. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lousy drink. Robbie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>
No, it's a good drink. It tastes like it, but it tastes closer to a Negroni. Yeah. A little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a guzzle down one like this Aperol one is. Yeah. And I do get more. I, I mean, I do get the slow gin off of that. Mm-hmm. I do get the slow berry flavor off of it for sure. Right. But the the Campari. Once you've had the Aperol, the Campari just comes off a little harsh. A little yeah. Bit. Maybe we should have started with this one. I mm-hmm. I really like it actually. Now now just having a separate sip of it and knowing what it is going in. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that's the the danger of doing the two drinks is you have the first drink and you go, well, I'm kind of programmed for that, and then mm-hmm. when it's not that, it either has to come in so much better and different. Yeah. But this comes in a little bit. A little bit more it's, complex. Yeah, but it's close. It's funny. They are still, I think, close. Oh, they could, could be uh, related. They're like, they're like cousins. Mm-hmm. Kissing cousins. Kissing cousins. So when you make this at uh, home on the weekend, Fred, will your posse like uh, one of these? Or do they think they will choose... Uh... I think they'll lean towards the Aperol. I think they'll go for the um, unusual Negroni. Yeah, right, and that's when you get to say, oh, you like girl drinks, girl, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punch me in the mouth. So when you were talking to the guy at the liquor store, did you give him our card with our uh, drunkpodcast.ca on it in the hopes that he would tune in? We're supposed to have cards? No, no but I mean, uh, you, you, you have a business card from your own company. You oh, could've... yeah. No, I could have written our podcast name yeah. on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Except the back of it is solid blue. So I need yeah. to get a, a gold ink uh, pen right on the back. What do you mean you need to get a gold <laughs> ink pen? Yeah, that's a good point. But both of these are good drinks, and I'm I'm glad that we did them for Negroni Week because we didn't do Negroni Week last year. We did it the year before, I think. I think we there's, did 2017. There's, there's two Negroni Weeks. The two the one was uh, episode 26. The other was episode 53. And then there's this one. So we did really something. Hmm. So I think we, just, we were late. Oh, yeah, okay. We're a bit late. And we didn't do it the first year of doing this because no. we've been doing this since the 70s, right? Yeah. 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 74. And proceeds go, some of the proceeds go to charity. So that's the thing. So with Negroni Week, restaurants that participate, and the participation doesn't really, you get to choose your own charity. So you're just sort of, you're sharing in the marketing, Mm. but there's no central collection of money. So Mm. every restaurant picks their own charity, and they just say it's Negroni Week. Portion of the proceeds of every Negroni will go towards this charity or that charity. So Mm. um, locally, there's a couple doing it, uh, Uli's. For example, mm. Uli's actually tonight has a Bourdain Day uh, uh, reserved dinner, so you could have. There's no drop-in, so you had to reserve your meal for tonight. So tonight, Uli's was doing Bourdain, and right. so a portion of those portion of those proceeds go to mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he didn't uh, have a his mental health wasn't so good. At he the, had mental health, yeah, but the, the, was nobody bad. was aware. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave saw him live, you know. I did. Really, it was good. Oh, yeah, he was at. Uh, Whatever the Ford Performing Arts Center used to be. Called. Oh yeah, so whatever that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah. No, it was very entertaining. No, nope. I'm sorry that uh, Anthony is no longer with us. Yeah. Now, what are they serving at this meal? Because I'm afraid that they would be doing some Anthony Bourdain favorite, like uh, tripe or offal or something that he was going to say. You know, ears. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. People have not really given this a full chance. He's just like, well, that's because it's, uh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. But uh, I've seen him eat. I mean, he ate everything. I mean, he did. He liked a big bowl of noodles, as, as do I. I mean, mm. He would. Uh, he liked street food. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would. Uh, he was pretty. He, I remember seeing him. Uh, he's like in a village in Cameroon, in Africa, mm-hmm. and he, God knows what. <laughs> what it was, I don't know. He was terribly sick the next day. Oh, that but, did not work yeah, out well. For him. Yeah, it didn't work out well. But he, you know, he still uh, still he still ate it because he said, you know, if you refuse food in that sort of right. setting, 
people cons- they would consider it very rude. Right. And so he, of course, doesn't want to offend anybody. And, and he, he's very brave about what he eats anyway, so he's yep. all for it. Yeah. I think that's, in generally, a pretty good way to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sometimes I will shy away from something, but I try not to, only because we know that somebody is eating it. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, it's not going to kill you. It's not no. like, here, have this a sip of gasoline. Yeah. It's still going to be a food <laughs> of some sort, but yeah, I don't like anything that's going to be too unnecessarily chewy. Uh, right. I don't want to get a, a leg stuck between my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. But so. I'll have a tentacle stuck between my teeth, oh, and sure I'll be is. okay with it. Yeah. Mm. So mm. what's wrong with a little leg? I guess yeah. you're right. But actually, I think if, 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 anything, if anything has legs that could get stuck between your teeth, mm-hmm. they should take those off. Yeah. yeah, or you should just chew better. You know, that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the, the flip side is, you know... Here, here. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm blaming myself now. One year, I went to Negroni Week. Uh, I think I told you guys, but I'll tell you again for our listeners' benefit because they would have to find out that particular episode where I described this experience. But the local... We have a chain here in Vancouver called Earl's. Mm-hmm. They are also involved with Negroni Week. Sorry, people, on the, the video. Mm-hmm. Very unprofessional. Back to the... And, he had his, and it was on the wrong side of the microphone, I, I too. Have, I should have uh, brought, you know, used my stage voice. My yeah. Stage voice. Oh, yeah. Speaking about staging, this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then bang, bang a lot of glass around by the microphone, too. Yeah. And eat while you're on. Jesus you know. Christ almighty. <laughs> All right. So I went to Earl, the local Earl's, for their Negroni Week thing. Mm-hmm. And it was fun because I got uh, your usual... I shouldn't say usual. In fact, strike that. I had a... Uh, uh, you know, you're going to hear the story, so <laughs> you make your own call. But the bartender, I said to her... Oh, um, I know it's Negroni Week. I wanted to have the Negroni that you guys were doing for the uh, for Negroni Week because it's a charitable cause. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, um, yeah." And she sort of hunted around for whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Somebody had created a special <laughs> wow. one. It wasn't just a Negroni. I think I think it was something like mm-hmm. what we've got here. And she couldn't find whatever it was. And she came back and she said to me, "It's just something for charity." <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's why I've come down special yeah. on my way home uh-huh. to have a Negroni uh-huh. that you're going to now donate money to charity. Please put it into the system right. I thought that was kind of shitty. Yeah. yeah. But that's the kind of disinterested bullshit you get from people nowadays, right? Yeah. Wow. So take that. Does, that. does that have a happy ending? Well, I got a Negroni and it was good, but I still, no. but it was still funny yeah. that you'd have that attitude. Yeah. But Someone then, who didn't deserve to hear tip big. <laughs> yes, exactly. Tip small for her. Dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I know. Pretty you funny. didn't know you were going to do a spit You didn't, you didn't my... see that coming, did you? No, Dave's put out his dribble glass. <laughs> Obviously, that bartender has died yeah. since I oh, saw her. Oh, and she's cursed me to spill mm. beverages on my beetle tie. beetle tie. That's a George Harrison tie? No, this is the Good Day Sunshine tie No, that you got for me a million years ago. Well, you're still wearing it. Of course I'm still wearing it. Still your friend, aren't I? I don't know. Yeah, well, you'll know when I stop wearing the tie. <laughs> you get the tie in the mail. I know on Facebook. You're out. Oh. I'll have Eddie tell you. <laughs> There's no Eddie. <laughs> so what, but isn't that made by a particular beetle? Or is no. it just the Beatle Corporation? No, it was just licensed from the Ooh. Beatles. And it was called Good Day Sunshine, the pattern mm. that's on it. 
Okay. Because I actually had a guy in the store today. Mm-hmm. So my tie, you know when a tie turns backwards oh, yeah. like that? Yeah. And, he's, and it says the Beatles on it. And he went, oh, the Beatles. I love the Beatles. He says, I'm not familiar with that particular graphic, though. He spoke kind of oddly. Oh. And I sort of shook my head because I thought, you, you, you be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and he was. Yeah. Anyway, it's not an actual, it was just a design that's been licensed by the Beatles. Yeah. Because it, the Beatles, I don't know if people know this about mm-hmm. the Beatles. They didn't do too well no. when they were out the first time no. and they've labored to generate any interest in themselves oh, since really? 1970. So they're just trying to eke, eke out a living? Yeah, exactly. It's like Gilligan's Island. The mm. Beatles is pretty much the way the guys on Gilligan's Island got oh, paid. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So they're trying to do anything to raise a little bit of money. Mm. Oh, well, Sad. Well, I hope Sad. it all works out for them because, yeah. you know. I mean, Paul McCartney, yeah. on, on the, I don't know if you've seen this, on the cover of Abbey Road, he doesn't even have shoes, the poor guy. Yeah. He didn't have shoes. And they were at their peak. He was there. Yeah, exactly. It's a great album. Didn't even have enough money for shoes. No shoes. No shoes. No shoes. It's a sad story. The next album that he did, he had to do yeah. it on his own. Really? Wow. He couldn't, couldn't, afford, have, couldn't afford the other Beatles. Couldn't afford, couldn't afford no, the Beatles. He was so poor. Couldn't afford the session musicians. Uh, he played and wrote everything himself. Poor bastard. Oh, yeah. No, how I don't did, know. How did it end up for him? I don't know. I don't know. You don't hear from Paul McCartney anymore. I heard he was still working. Oh, yeah. No, he's still out there schlepping he's around. He's got to be like 80. Oh, he has to be like 80. You think he'd be able to retire by now? I think he works on the Liverpool docks. <laughs> I think he's like moving cargo. Yeah, he's yeah. down there. There's a stevedore. Yeah, a stevedore, yeah. <laughs> well, at least that's a fancy title. Mm. Stevedore. Do you get a like a, a, a jacket with epaulettes and medals? Um, yeah, no, he still has to wear his old one from Sergeant Pepper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was. They, they had to fake his death yeah. just to fund that album. Just for the insurance This is, this is my new segment. Yeah. I've misheard things about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Faked his death, mm-hmm. got the insurance money, yeah. and that was enough. Enough to get George Martin to hit the on switch on the recording device. George Martin? Yeah. I haven't heard that name for a while. No. Well, he's died. What? Yeah. George, George Martin's dead. But yeah, yeah, this is our new segment where we break hard news. <laughs> <our> Fred, Fred. <laughs> yeah. News Fred didn't know. But know. he was, he did all those movies. What? Uh, no, you're thinking of Dean Martin. No, <laughs> no he didn't do movies, but he did like music for movies. Oh, yeah. Like soundtracks. Sure. Sure, yeah. Well, he didn't play piano. I mean, he did play piano. He did play piano because he played on some of the Beatles early. Yeah, he, he seemed little... to know a lot slash not know a lot about <laughs> so, George Martin. <laughs> so, so he was uh, the fifth Beatle? Well, he's always denied that. The sixth Beatle? He said, no, he he's said, the, there is no fifth. The eighth Beatle? He was more like the Beatles' sidecar. <laughs> he was like the Beatles' producer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was like the, that's the probably, brother. you know. That's probably a better, better type. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much older than the Beatles he was. If he were alive today, at least a decade. if he yeah. were alive today, he'd probably be dead. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I heard a number. story about him. Yeah, was yeah. that one of Eddie's a- stories? Any chance it, it is. I, everything I have, I I know I learned from Eddie. Um, I got a George Harrison story, but I can't repeat it because this is a family podcast. Oh, it's not that's not about the explicit. Oh, is that the one about them? Oh, never mind. No, no, not that one. No, or no, the Paul, that's a Paul McCartney story. The new one. I don't know. Uh, what? No, no, that one I can't. Re- I won't repeat it. Oh. But anyway, the one I heard about uh, Google uh, unrepeatable <laughs> Paul McCartney stories. Yes. No, you'll you'll be disgusted. Um, I can't imagine. So when uh, I don't know what he's <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Really, I kind of believe you haven't. Heard, it was 
It came up just about six months ago. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but the one about uh, George Martin uh, mm-hmm. was uh, because he'd um, he pissed off his boss. They gave him the, the the worst job, so they made him record this band that everybody had been rejecting, called mm-hmm. the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And so they he brought them into the recording studio, and the, the first twenty minutes was just horrible. Yeah. No, he didn't, wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed, and so he came in. And he gave him a good. <laughs> dressing down for, yeah. for about half an hour whatever long get a good refreshing <laughs> yeah that's right they said oh, you guys haven't said anything is there anything that you don't like and uh, George said well if it's honest I don't like your tie ah yes I see you brought it all the way around yeah, that's right again. And, the, and he laughed and laughed yeah. alright I'll give you a second he chance he gave a second chance and it was brilliant yeah. everybody loved it and uh, loved me do was the big hit yeah. I never heard that it was punishment by his bosses. No, yes, that, that was just that's a new story. That's a new story. Uh, uh, somebody who just wrote a new book because he was already a successful producer. Yeah, well, he but had, I think he was he was mostly known for comedy albums. Yeah, yeah and stuff, he, he, but he pissed off somebody. He oh. pissed off somebody, and so they said, "You know what? You're going to record the." And what does what this say here? The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. And then he saying, "Whatever, I don't do that." And he said. Tough titty. Tough titty, George Martin. Yeah. You're and the just, rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. So that's a new story. Wow. All right. There's well. still new stories. Well, they're ringing them dry, but they're once in a while. Mark so Lewis somebody, would something out. Somebody's just done a biography on George Martin. I think that's where that came out of. Hmm. Hmm. He produced a lot of good music. Yeah. He did a lot of James Wan stuff. I always got to bring it around to James Bond, don't you? <laughs> yes, he did do some James Bond stuff. Yeah. A lot? I don't know if he did a lot. I'm gonna give him a few, three. That's a lot more than more than me. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, compared to Fred, <laughs> George Martin did a lot more of <laughs> James Bond soundtracks. They're and... filming the thirtieth James Bond. Twenty mm. fifth? I don't think so. I think it's called Bond Thirty. I don't think so. <laughs> well, we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> I'm sure it's said it's 30. a fact. It's whatever the fact is, whatever number it is, that's the number it is. Thirty. But he says 25. I tend to believe him, but I'm sure that I bet it was 30. It's only 25? Well, let's see. I, I follow James Bond on Instagram. Of course you do. So you would know. Have you got a, are you going to tell your filthy Paul McCartney story? <laughs> no, it's not a Paul McCartney. It's a George Harrison story. Is this the Christina Applegate story? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to tell Okay. And here's what, you know what you should, what you should do? Oh, God, these work. Uh, you should direct people to the... What was that special called? George Harrison Living oh, in the Material World? Well, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Martin Scorsese did it? I think so. Yeah. Somebody. It's a wonderful or, documentary or, okay. on George Harrison, mm-hmm. including George Martin. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you'll hear the story about... Is it on there? No. No. no oh, no, no. no, it's a private story. It's a private story. Oh, You're yeah, not going to no. hear this story. You won't from, hear that story. We heard it directly from the person who was involved. With, oh, uh, that's so awesome. That's right. We have access to... We're not going to tell you. Yes, you will. No, no, we can't. No, we can't. No. It's just too rude. It's too rude. I'll tell you. Aren't after they that. dead yet? No. no. No, not at all. It's In fact, a, they're younger than us. It's, oh. a, it's actually David Faustino's story. Yeah. So if you know David Faustino, ask him about yeah. this George Harrison Talk story. Talk to David Faustino. Yeah, David Faustino met George Harrison somewhere. Where the hell did David Faustino? Uh, he, he, was, uh, he was getting acupuncture. <laughs> at the same time, oh, at the same time, wait a George Harrison. How do you know David Faustino? I don't know David, but you know who does did know David Faustino? Our good late friend Mike Roberts knew David Faustino oh. because he made a guest appearance on. Well, then the it's episode. Mike's fault, so we can tell it. 
We can tell it, but it's rude. It's and rude, it's, and, and it's, it's, it doesn't. Yeah, if anything, David it, Faustino. When did we last hear from David Faustino? In fact, David Faustino would probably come on this show. So, does it paint David Faustino in a bad light? No, no, no. It portrays someone else he knows in a bad light. That's right. Well, then that should be okay. Actually, it doesn't really even portray well, her in no, a bad light. But it, actually, if anything, it shows George Harrison in a bad light. Well, then you know what? We can tell the story. Uh, I'm not going to tell the story. Okay, you tell the story. No, you find David <laughs> Faustino. And you say, hey, I heard from this podcast that you have a story about George Harris. It's fourth hand. It's probably wrong anyway. Yeah, but it's, it, we've built it up so much that it's not even a great story. No, it's not. But no. Imagine if George Harrison says something rude. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Yeah. And Why can't we tell that? Yeah. Because right. uh, it involves sex that's... acts and things that... Did you... Maybe I'm just a little... It's I'm much of a gentleman. I'll tell you the story. Okay, you tell the Paul McCartney story. I, I, can, I won't tell you part of it. Okay. But when they were younger, and they were all living together... Oh, I know this story. Yeah. It's disgusting. See? And oh. Paul McCartney told that one. That's true. They that, had... A, they had a, yes. Can we say can we, we can I don't this. even know if we want to do that one. Well, no, we all know okay. what it is. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, here's guys, what you, you guys know. If you had four guys together... <laughs> horny teenagers. Horny teenagers. Yeah, and, and it was dark. And it was dark. dark. And they're all trying to go to sleep, except... Yeah. John Lennon. <laughs> Except John Lennon. Well, anyway. I mean, the, here's the fact about the Beatles. Is this one thing? They were a group of young men together yeah. when they were 18, 19, and 20. They had a job that, where they worked together in the same place for like 12 years, and then they stopped working together. Yes, but prior to that, they were inseparable and, and they didn't have girlfriends. The and they didn't have girlfriends. <laughs> Imagine the worst things, fellas, that you did with your friends, which I did not do. But, no. I, but I do know people that have a similar story. To really? the, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. never heard of that. I've it's, only heard it from <laughs> filthy English musicians. <laughs> and that's where it should stay. That's where it should stay. Bro. Yeah, it's funny because uh, as the Me Too movement uh, uh, bubbles and, 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 and does its thing down here. But it was Me Too. It gets it some just, people. Just me. But <laughs> but it's funny that the you the me the YouTube the Me Too movement hasn't grabbed more pop stars because you would know that every pop star oh, yeah, really. should be fair game for this. Oh yeah, that's what's oh. so strange. You know, you take down Mr. Gross No Pants, mm-hmm. but nobody's taken down anybody that I know of. There's been a, maybe there's been a couple, but I can't I, I, think of anybody right now. I don't think any women are complaining about Jim Morrison. Nobody's complaining about Jim. That's a perfect example. Mm. Jim Morrison is long dead, mm-hmm. apparently, <laughs> or an Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know that these people did something wrong with somebody that was too young. You yeah. have to know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's those... 99% sure. Don't sue me, for God's sake, because I didn't say they did it. But you know that there's a chance. Two words. Led Zeppelin. Two words. Led Zeppelin. Is... But nobody in Led Zeppelin has been brought down by anything yet? I don't yet? think so. Yeah. And I mean, if anybody needs to be brought down, it's Led Zeppelin. Sure, you got to put a hole in their balloon. <laughs> Let them sink like a Led Zeppelin. Yes. Hashtag Bond 25. Bond 25. Hmm. Currently filming in Jamaica. Well, they should have called it Bond 30 because that would have I know, been that would have been more accurate. Hmm. Uh, but... I've heard that Rami Malek is the villain in it. Um... But he still plays it as Freddie Mercury. Yeah, no, that's, that's the twist. Bond it's, 25. It's Freddie Mercury as the villain. Hmm. 
I, well, that's disappointing. I thought they had 30 of them. I mean, who even cares then? If they're not taking this thing seriously. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a name related to, to Bond. And I want to see if either of you... I, I, I'm pretty sure neither of you will know this name. Hmm. Maybe you, Fred, because you're a Bond. Vic Flick. Vic Flick. I got nothing. What's his middle name? Maybe, maybe Diamonds <laughs> Are Forever, but no. No, he's not an actor. Oh. But he's related to the James Bond franchise. The movie franchise, as opposed to the book franchise. The movie franchise. Vic Flick? No, I do not know. Vic Flick. He's the guy that uh, said, you know what? It would be neat if we had a crosshair target on somebody in the opening (laughs) credits. No. Oh, it was a good guess, though, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Sure. You thought he was the art director, but no. I'm going to say that I win. (laughs) Vic Flick. Vic Flick. Is the musician, the guitar player, who oh. played the famous guitar Guitar lick. Yeah. He should be Vic Lick Flick. Flick, yeah. I think I've, I've heard the name, but I, yeah, I have no idea. And he had to play. He had to play it on a guitar that was like some sort of cheap European guitar because <laughs> they had an embargo on guitars back then, and he really wanted a Fender Stratocaster to play it on. Mm. But no, no, you couldn't get one in England. It was illegal. No. You know, it was, it, it was real this is for the very first movie? This is for uh, Goldenrod? What's it called? Goldenrod, where he's got the he got a nasty case of throat. sniffles for most of the most of the, the first act. Goldenrod. Goldenrod. <laughs> Hello there, money penny. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, Jason Dedrick. Ah, sure. Yeah. No, he Do you uh, have a Fender Stratocaster? Uh I don't have a Stratocaster. You have a Fender? I've got a Fender bass, yes. Mm. I guess you, 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 you don't really want to. But does that go right back to the very first movie, that yeah. particular? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they used it in Help. But you, but you don't get it on all of the it's Help. A, it's, a, it's a similar riff. A lot of, the, a lot of 60s spy movies. But that was Vic Flick, too. He also did. Oh, on the, on the Beatles? He did a lot yeah. of George Martin stuff. He's yep. a good friend with George Martin. Mm. So, yeah, if you listen to it, because my version that I have on my sh- iPhone Sharona. has yes. Sharona, <laughs> has, <laughs> has the intro. And it's similar. Yes, it's similar, but yeah, because you get but a especially because Dick Flick is, I, I guess, doing it. So. But it's not on all of the Help releases. It's only on no, the exactly. American Help. I was very disappointed to find release. Yes, yes, not on the album. George Martin said, "I'll be damned if it's going to be all well." <laughs> is that how we talk? Yeah, it sounds like Sean Connor. Yeah, I know it was weird, isn't yeah, it? A lot of weird. people think that he didn't sound like that. In <laughs> fact, even when I saw him in person, mm-hmm. he didn't sound like that. Yeah. But that's how he sounded. Ready faced, always with his sleeves rolled up. Mm. So George a cleaver. Yeah, <laughs> a cleaver. Really? A bloody cleaver. Not, a lot of people don't know that. No, no. no. I could write a book about the Beatles. <laughs> it would be inaccurate, but I could write a book about the Beatles. Mm. So uh, I think uh, it's George Martin's son, Nigel? I, no, uh, Giles. Giles. Yeah. Giles. He did some, he like produced the music for the Elton John movie. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. I want to see it. Sell oh. out. Is it a good movie? <laughs> it's a good movie. Good, it's I not a. It. It's not a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. No, because I've seen them flying. Yeah, the no, trailer, they, well, so. they didn't learn to fly until the eighties. Yeah, and they right. clearly showed them flying in the early seventies. <laughs> Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, that's when right. it was not feasible. That's exactly right. So no, it's, so they've uh, they've mixed up all the music, and so the music is just where it makes sense for the story. It's I'm not, not going. going. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> my I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna hear it. It's pretty good. But uh, and Giles does a great job. 
Yeah, I guess. No, he's because he, it did. With the guy, I don't know if George Martin had anything to do with Elton. I don't. Elton, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no I don't think he was. Uh, he's that maybe for the re- nah. He's a I got. He's a mixologist. Yeah, he's a sound engineer. He's yeah. an oncologist. Really, really. <laughs> but Boy, was a little. I can hardly wait for you to write that book. I know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Charles Martin. Yes, he's. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's but, uh, but George Martin did a lot of stuff, apparently. Oh, yeah. Quite, he's he did, quite busy. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he did um, uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. But Nemesis. <laughs> That's right. I'd like to see you do Sergeant Pepper with Jerry at the Pacemakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. Says Paul McCartney. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, he actually quit EMI like in the mid '60s, right? By the well, end, of I, the... I think he realized, hey, I'm getting paid shitty for producing the Beatles. Yeah, I'm going to be an independent producer, and then that's when he made his money. He right. said, I actually didn't make that much money with the Beatles. No, because he was a staff producer for EMI. Right, much like the Beatles, who didn't make much money as the Beatles. No, no, no Brian get... Epstein, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or like Elton John, who didn't make any money, or like the Rolling Stones didn't make any money, or like nobody made any money. That's right. In the sixties. Crook. Until Eddie Money. Yes. And Eddie Money made all the money. And you'll hear that in Tales of Eddie. <laughs> Tales of Eddie. I think it was John Reed that sucked all the money from Elton John and other stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, but he also did that to a couple of other bands as well. So he was just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah there was good money in ripping off bands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Badfinger? They got ripped off. And they were uh, going to go places. Right. Yeah, Anybody so. involved in Motown? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, every, yeah. Nobody. They had it worse than anybody, it seems. Yeah. And uh, Credence. Uh, oh yeah, they, they got screwed. Oh, the, well, just about the worst. And yeah. uh, and then they continued to self screw because now <laughs> poor John Fogarty is. Well, he was. Yeah, he sold his rights to his copyright to his songs. Yeah. So that that was just to get the hell out of the lousy contract he was. In. Oh. And that's really. Sad. But he was getting sued by the guy that owned the copyright to Credence. For sounding too much like Credence when he did concerts, right? It's so like, well, I'm. Yeah, well, that's me. <laughs> that's I wrote the me. song. Right. I don't know. Sounds like you're just trying to rip off my copyright. Now, court ruled in favor of John's. Yeah, yeah. but uh, as it should. Yeah, but it, that took a while. Yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, I, no, it's, it's, it's it, people say it's a hard life being an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you got a union. At least you got a union with the. <laughs> with, if you're a musician, you could be the best, most successful musician of all yeah. time, and not see a dime for ten years. Or if you do see a dime, you're getting a dime, and the guy that you signed the contract with is getting a dollar. Well, yeah. at least they got a musicians union. You know who's really getting screwed? Oh. Is people that do podcasts. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they're not getting hardly. They're getting like. Yeah, we should form a union. We, we should. should. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Ah. Saddle the whole podcast industry with a crippling union. Yeah. We've all joined the Teamsters. They protect us. Sure they would. Yeah. Look what they did for Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, hey, but, you know, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Just yeah, that's not true. where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Not where. You don't know where he is. But we all, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He is famous. He is famous. Famous. Oh, these two drinks are great. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I can. But really, opens the gift of the dad. You got the gift can, of the learning. Yeah, if you want to have a chatty night, have yeah. a couple of very. The, the they're not super life. boozy, or are they? Yeah, <laughs> they are, but they're not. No, no, but they are. My pants just went off. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Yikes! 
Yeah. Speaking thought, of dirty stories. You said, Paul, you said Paul McCartney was dirty. Yeah. I, I thought you said Paul McCartney was dirty. You know, I said George Harris was dirty. Uh, I said Paul McCartney was dirty. Uh, here, here, I'm going to give you a little slice of life. Oh, okay. nice. Uh, Holly, who has sponsored one of our episodes. Thank before. you, Holly, yes, by the way. You, uh, she just texted me because she says, uh, strangely enough, we just left work before we came here. Mm-hmm. And she texted me to say, I know what the alarm sounds like at work. Oh, oh, nice. Right. Setting the alarm off? I don't know. I said, uh oh, what? And why? <laughs> well, you guys were talking. I sent that back off. Mm-hmm. Now, I also know what the alarm sounds like at work. But she says, uh, I set the alarm, went out, mm-hmm. and they're, they're painting outside our building. Mm-hmm. And all the taping and paper they had put up over our door all got caught at the top of the door. I closed it, mm-hmm. uh, but the guy asked me to open it again so he could get the paper out. <laughs> And then he would retape it. Right. That makes sense. Uh, he did ask if everyone was out. Mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't long enough. So when I opened it, yeah. the alarm went off. Oh. Dude, it's loud. Oh. And thankfully, I put my code in and it stopped. Now, here's where I'm going to scare her. Yeah. This is where I'm going to type back to her and say, yeah, but then they phone. And now yeah, the police no is coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that will scare her because when we had an issue, mm-hmm. uh, the alarm went off. I turned it off, but then yeah. they phoned and then I answered. Yes. And I said, don't worry about you it. You have to give them the code. Yeah, because they don't believe you. No, no. Because you're just a guy on the hey, phone saying, I'm just a guy. I'm here. Don't worry about it. I'm just taking everything from the cases and I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know where everything is. <laughs> So while well, you guys uh, yeah. tell dirty stories about so, Paul McCartney, so, I will respond to her. So Giles Martin. Yes. Uh, yeah, he did a lot of stuff. You guys saw, did you see Giles when he was, or not Giles, uh, George Martin when he was out there? Oh, it was, uh, Tom and Jason. Tom yes. and Jason saw uh, George Martin. Can you tell any stories from that Jason told you about the time they went to see George Martin? I didn't really have any great stories, I, I don't think. There, he didn't reveal anything. I only have one George Martin story, and I told it already. Oh, okay. yeah, no, I have no further George Martin stories, mm. other than he made his money after the Beatles. Really. He did. Oh, Cause, yeah, because he was independent. He was an independent producer. He produced like uh, America. He produced Cheap Trick. Oh, God, he produced, he produced a lot of people. Holy cow! Yeah, no, no, he's... he wasted his energy on the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the warmer warming up. Yeah, yeah, no, he's. Uh, but yeah, yeah so no, he's guy. He did a speaking tour. Mm-hmm. I wonder if his son's going to do a speaking tour. He yeah, should. Maybe in a few years. Yeah. No, Giles knows what he's doing. Should we write him a letter? Should we follow him on Instagram? I mean, he won a Grammy with his father for the music soundtrack to Love. I, th- I believe that's oh. what he wants. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they worked together on the, uh, yeah. the thing because, Vegas. Because George's hearing is, was very poor. He said, I need Giles to be my ears because he's, you know. He's younger. Great. You saw love. I saw love. I saw love. And you saw, we all saw love together. Yes. Really? Yeah, which is kind of funny. That's more like that. That sounds a lot like that Paul McCartney story. (laughs) We all (laughs) love together. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember this. We all went to Vegas together. What? When was that? 19, I mean, 2007, (laughs) because it was the, is it? Well, my brother's 50th and... Friend of other people's. It was Sheila's Sheila's 50th. Yeah, your brother doesn't enter into it at all. No, he didn't. He just tagged along. I don't even know if he tagged along. He was there. Bill? Yeah. Oh, sure. Because there was was that one. Never mind. Yeah, I know. Border incident, we call that. (laughs) Oh, the border incident. Yes. Yes. Said, oh, we're not coming. (laughs) 
Yeah. So if I'm just going to make another flight for 80 bucks. Well, I don't know. I'll mm. miss the show. And so then I went down there and got the tickets to the show the next night. To which show? Uh, the Elton John uh, was oh, a Red Piano. The Elton John. You've given too much money to Elton John. Yeah. But I'm going to forgive you because yeah. I've given twice as much to the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they, they missed their, their... They had tickets to see the Red Piano, but they missed that because they caught a later flight. And so I went down with them to the ticket office and said, oh, but they came in, uh, their flight was late, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They said, well, you guys can see it tomorrow night, but you have to sit in, in separate seats. And my brother was fine with that. And so was my sister-in-law. Yeah, because they see each other all the time. They do. They yeah. do. Elton John's the one they don't see. No. So it, was, it worked out well. Was it I, really Elton John? It was really Elton John. Mm-hmm. And I did not get to see that. No, I didn't go to it either. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you hate him. You've got the feud. Well, it's not that I don't like Elton John. You don't want to spend $150 to see him. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's... I, well, part of my problem is and that were, uh, I have a hard time focusing on red. Had he done the blue piano, <laughs> yeah. the green piano, the mm-hmm. yellow piano, or the purple piano? That's true. A lot of people don't know that. You're, you're colorblind. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just, the one, just the, the one color. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it's not even that I'm colorblind. Yeah. It's that I become furious like a bull. <laughs> no, and had I see red. Yeah. Oh. Had I seen a red piano, I would have charged the stage yeah. and attempted to knock it over with my head. That wouldn't. No, that's that's not good. So instead of that, Jennifer and I yeah. went to Dao and had a fantastic uh, Chinese uh, oh, a American restaurant. meal at oh, Dao. What did we do? Oh, that's right. We went to Red and then we went to uh, Trader Vic's. Yeah, not that same night. All right. Well, I don't believe. I don't know what I ate then. I don't know either. And the Trader Vic's isn't there anymore, right? No, no we, we managed to get in and out in the yeah. week and a half the Trader Vic's was open. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah we, uh, we killed it. If it can't work, I mean, if it can't work in Vegas, you figure it's doomed. Yeah. Well, the only place it works is Dubai. Yeah. Uh, strangely. Yeah. Trader Vic's is big in the Middle and, East and for some London. reason. London. Well, for London. some reason, and uh, the tra- I hope the Trader Vic's people are listening. <laughs> I hope so. I'm sure they are. They had everything right in 1940. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to have Mushu pork for $45 now because I can get Mushu pork <laughs> for $12. True. And so they didn't, they, they tried to make themselves high end in the wrong way. They were too high end, I think, to support the tiki people that, that, that are, are predominant. There's a bunch of tiki people that will spend money on high yeah. end tiki, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of, uh, uh, of uh, of people that don't are, aren't interested in, by. in that that aspect of it. Yeah, high end Chinese is tough. It's tough for Chinese <laughs> restaurants to yeah. have high end. Yeah. There's a there's a, a casino complex in Vancouver, the Park, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a high end Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. in there, yeah. and it went under. Sure, because at some point someone's going to say. Wait, is this rice? And then your waiter's going to say, yeah. And you're going to say, well, there's no reason that this rice should cost any more than about $2. And that's being generous. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the tough thing. Yeah, no, they needed to up their game. And, uh, yeah. and you know, I remember I, remember I ordered the, the cup of coffee, and I think it was three fifty, mm-hmm. And it was full of rice. It was full rice. <laughs> no, it was like gas station coffee, because nobody orders coffee at Trader Vic's. <laughs> For obvious reasons, and so it had been sitting on the percolator since noon. And uh, I remember I wrote them a, a nasty email. Right? Oh, did you? I did. And what I did said, you get back? Nothing. No, they closed that they store closed down instead. But I said, you know, if you're going to charge three fifty for a cup of coffee, why don't you do a French press? Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How about a pour over? Couldn't they do a pour over? A pour over. <laughs> and it's, that instead is. of instead of giving me stuff from the 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 you know sixty liter yeah <laughs> you know industrial <laughs> aluminum. We got most of the grounds out of the urn. <laughs> yeah, for you. We got the coffee urn at the back. They go. That's three fifty. Mm. I've had better coffee at my parents. No offense, folks, mm. but I have. Yeah. Mm. So that's uh, that's the tricky thing with the with the, and they have the, they, they they those big onions. I think they call them the Chinese ovens. Yeah, mm. and they're special. Yeah, but the only way that you know that they're special is that they have a blurb on the back of the menu that says what's so special about these mm-hmm. ovens. And if if I'm right, yeah, they probably operate like an oven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Really... See a brick pizza oven. Yep, cooks a pizza a little differently than a regular oven. It does, and that's fascinating to the point of: is my it's, pizza it's, ready? It's, and then you're eating your pizza. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah. You say, oh, that's why there's black bits on it, and they say, yeah, it's yeah. really hot. You yeah, go, well, so you should get a conventional oven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this burning stuff is. We got rid of this in the 1920s. <laughs> we got modern ovens. Yeah, you should get an electric <laughs> oven. <laughs> Because these flame ovens are yeah. no good. Yeah, no. no. Inconsistent heat. Yeah, no. It's Never burning. It's right. bubbling. Yeah. Yeah. Rice is all black. Well, it's an Italian pizza oven. Well, it's doing a shitty job. Yeah. How much did that cost it's you? It's just, just like the pizzas were in the 1400s. Yeah. This is like pizza of savages. <laughs> well, this Friday I will be on a uh, another podcast as a guest. Uh, really? Yes. So by the time you hear this, folks, mm-hmm. it'll be yesterday. Because, well, it'll be in the past. By the time if you, you hear this, it'll be yesterday. Saturday yesterday. night. Right. It will yeah. happen on the Friday. But uh, so I can't give too many details yet because, yeah. well, I haven't done it yet. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, well, are you going to go to a place to record it? Or are you going to do yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to my basement. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing it by uh, telecom. Really? Well, Well, why don't we record this in your basement? Yeah. Because it's messy and there's hardly any room, and uh, that's where we that's yeah, where we thrive, shine. Oh, yeah. we're at our best. We're like roaches. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be uh, promoting the show. Oh, fantastic! So we'll see what happens. I'll well, give you more details. We're on the cusp show. of big things. We are. I am. I I will not be on a podcast no? in the next uh, week or two. How no? about you, Fred? Have you got anything to not plug? I got nothing. I'm thinking about getting a haircut, though. Mm, fantastic. Oh. Tune in to that. Yeah. And we're going to compare it. Well, hopefully, Eddie's going to send in a story about the time he got in his hair cut. Oh, nice. And then we're gonna, it's going to be yeah. cut versus cut. Can we get pictures? It's going to be cut for time. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. The challenge has been issued, and Eddie is a good man. He will, uh, he will step up to this. Yeah. I know it's a little bit late. Oh. You know, it's been a while. Right. Does anybody have a preference? My, my two drinks oh. are empty. Hmm. I, after I drank them both, I enjoyed them both. Uh, I think I'm going to go for the unusual. It's got a... Man, it's tough because I really enjoy the bitterness of Jason Dedrick and also yeah. of the wow. uh, slow groany. Uh, it, it, so I'm, I'm sort of torn to the unusual because it's sweeter, but sweeter doesn't make it better. Yeah, it's a syrup, does yeah. it? Uh, sweeter doesn't make it better, but sweeter sometimes makes it more enjoyable. Oh, sure. If you're going to go by enjoyability. Yeah. I think I, I think I enjoyed the unusual Negroni I more did, for did. the sweetness aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not like the slow Groni to begin with. But once I got my head, as I said yeah. at the time, wrapped around it, I was like, no, this is what it tastes like. If it had been your first drink, I think... 
or my first trick. I think I would have liked it maybe a little better. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where I, you know, when I insisted that we do the unusual because that's the way it was came out of the printer. Did he insist? I don't remember really insisting. Oh, do you no. remember the, you don't remember the argument? No. We edited it out of the final cut of the okay. show. Because it was a shame we couldn't edit it back in the raw footage here to find uh, <laughs> to find out what you were actually. He up said, to. "Should we do that one first? And I said, "Yes." I will add one thing here, and then we'll wrap up the show because we've been on for far too long. Um, uh, I went to school with a girl named Tracy Grono. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ed, did you tip me? <laughs> yeah, but no. every time I see the name Slow Grony, yes. it makes me think of Tracy Grono. Mm -hmm. And she was really, really a, a nice, wonderful person. Oh. And uh, her family ended up on yeah. some difficult times. Oh. And I don't know, I doubt if she listens to the show, mm -hmm. but if Tracy Grono listened to this show, yeah. I would tell her that I am thinking of her and I, I remember her well. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's pretty nice. Holy cow, a couple of drinks. It just oh. changes your whole personality. <laughs> a bad story happened for Tracy Grono, but she no. was an awesome and fun and wonderful person, and I hope the best for her. Me too. Yes. Me too. Exactly. I didn't even know her, but I wish her the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've got, if all things go according to plan, the next episode we'll have a guest. A guest, our very first guest. And really, because we've had Eric, but he wasn't really a guest. He was just a substitute. Yes, he was a more substitute. If anything, he was a guest host. Yeah. This is yeah. the three of us with a fourth. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I might not even come. No, no. we have to ask her questions, hard-hitting questions. Do we? I don't even know what the process is going to be here. I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. This is a We're going to do two cocktails. We're I don't know. No? <laughs> you think maybe we should... Uh, you thinking appetizers? We're going to change it to a cooking show? I don't know. I'm not going to say anything because you know her. I don't know her at all. But you, you did a show with her. No, I didn't do a show with her. You think I've done a show with her. You were there. I was not there. Oh. I wasn't in the show. Were you? No. What show were you in? I was in uh, uh, Dead Like Me. What was oh. I in? <laughs> oh, the one Born where... Yesterday? Born Yesterday. I was in Born Yesterday. Oh, okay. And she did Robin Face. What did she do? I didn't even know what Robin she did. Robin Hood? I didn't the know one we wrote? I didn't know if we wrote it. Well, we, 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 we stripped it down to bare bones and we hung new words on the old script. Right. But she has her own podcast. She has right? her own podcast, Miss Q's, about theater. Uh, she's had some interesting interviews. It's really short, but they're very, very good with it. people from a, a theater conference. Back she's east. doing interviews? She might. Well, we'll see how it goes. We're going to give her is the whole damn show. Is she making the cocktails? Uh, or is she just... Here to, she'll yeah. be. We may be able to get her to make one. I think we can make. She wants to do the. There's a uh, a sour. Mm. She wants to do. Mm -hmm. So I think we make her do that one. We make her oh, do yeah. it. No, sure. Even she protests. Yeah. yeah. Said, you know what? You're doing it. I know this is the great way to attract guests oh, to the really? show. That <laughs> we're gonna. Yikes. If Ryan Reynolds comes on the show, we will make the drink. Unless he he'll, wants to make the drink, he'll do whatever he wants. And, and to be fair, she'll probably do whatever she wants. Well, she better not, because this is Dave's. <laughs> Casa with with Dave's with Dave's permission. She'll I don't do know. Yeah. I'm anyway, out. I'm not she'll, in. She'll do a drink. The two of you guys no. and a special guest. <laughs> she'll do, she'll do a drink, and then uh, we'll do a drink, and we'll just see how they how they compare. I don't know. They're going to be based on rosé wines, right? They don't have any wine. Well, well, bring in rosé wine. Well, they'll they'll be rosé wine. I don't know about this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's a, a whiskey sour with a rosé wine float. Mm. That's just a whiskey sour with a rosé wine float. That's what that's what I'm saying. Well, we've done that now. That's the recipe. That'll be on our website. 
Make a whiskey sour and pour rosé wine in it. More to it than that, but and then I and then I was going to pick something else from the. There was a list of about twenty other rosé-based cocktails, and there's about four or five that were pretty mm. interesting. Well, we're very excited about this yeah. slash dreading the whole thing. Oh, completely. it'll be a disaster, or it'll be great. So tune in next time for Tales of Eddie. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Eddie should be on the show. Yeah, he should be on the show. Yeah, so, so, he doesn't. He can't cross Fraser Street. Let Kate know that she's been bumped. Yeah, it's all a full <laughs> hour of Tales of Eddie. Tales of Eddie. Wow. She can phone in one. Seems fair. You're gonna do it on over Skype or something when you're doing your podcast. Uh, it's called Zoom. Actually, yeah, she tell her to Zoom, Zoom us. Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, it's a teleconferencing. Really? Sorry, Kate. Better luck next time. You're going to be Zoomed. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot, too. Uh, as you know, our last episode was brought to us by my Uncle Jack. Oh. Famous Uncle Jack. That's Famous right. The uh, sponsor of, of Uncle Jack Tales. Mm-hmm. And what's he done? He was kind enough to pick up uh, some copies of The Alchemist. How did he do that? He goes to places in Vancouver that have copies of The Alchemist. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Alchemist magazine. I have not. Three years ago I saw one. Well, there we go. Is there a new one since then? Well, this is... Uh, oh, I don't have my reading uh, eyeballs on. Uh, one is from like last fall, winter kind yeah. of a thing. And he's carried it around for that long. And this was the spring 2019, which is actually quite interesting because it has a lot of tiki drinks in it. Oh, we love the tiki. And so uh, I have a couple of copies at home, but he gave these to you guys. What? Further sponsoring oh. the show. Oh. Well, he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame at this rate. Exactly. There's a lot of people that are... Man, that Jack. And there is a nice little magazine. It, uh, yeah. It's locally produced. It's very professionally done. And like a lot of locally produced magazines, it seems to be you can buy it for eighteen dollars, yeah. or you can pick it up free at numerous locations. And I don't understand what this—it's yeah, like, like edible Vancouver. I don't mm. understand what this business model is. It sounds like a great way to make or lose money. Yes, <laughs> but they are nice little magazines, and there might even be something. I think the winter episode or winter issue. I looked at it. And a lot of it involved, oh, gin and Campari yeah. and uh, mustard-aged rhubarb shrub or, or something. Then <laughs> you're just Perfect. like, oh, damn. But I think the newer one, the tiki one, uh, has some stuff that maybe we could do something yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. I think it has a recipe for making your own falernum. Falling for falernum from the spring 2019. So if you don't live in Vancouver, it'll cost you about $18 a copy. I, yeah, it could or be. Whatever. Maybe it's even in the front copy. Like, you could you could subscribe to it and they would mail it to your They've got a pretty house. good website. I've, I've been to their website from time to time. It's not bad. Well, maybe we'll put a link up on the site yeah. here because these are the sort of people that we should be uh, cross-pollinating should. with. Oh, we should exactly. be. Exactly. Good buddies with them. they got a little bit blurb on Sheringham Gin, which we did last episode. Yes. I know they're oh. they're as current as, as us. Oh my goodness, this is good. this is a great thing. So, um, so yeah, that thanks is... to Uncle Jack for this. This is I'm going to be reading this all night tonight. Yes, there you go. Look at hey, you know what? There's bars in Vancouver. I know it, it says that there's bars in Vancouver, but any time I've tried to go to one, yeah. it turns out that they're, they're not closed. <laughs> they're closed. Oh, spicy Moscow Mule. Yeah, no, there was a bunch that I was actually going to... I thought of the bars. I said, oh, it's my birthday. I should go down to one of these bars. But I did not do such oh. a thing. Three dots on a dash. Three dots on a dash. That. Oh, that's a great drink. And the Tiki Bar Punch Bowl. So there's some good stuff in here. So I, I, I predict that we're going to have some Alchemist uh, magazine recipes oh, yeah. in the near future. And uh, we'll give a shout out to them. Maybe they've got an Instagram page. And maybe we can look up or hook up with the Alchemist and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and be friendly with them. Because they do some... Wonderful stuff. Oh, right. But I digress. Can I? Uh, we should keep this running while I read this. 
You could. <laughs> but then our <laughs> podcast would be three hours. Oh, I see. Okay. I was going to read it aloud, if that helps. Oh, well, that's the best kind of audio reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought a, an audio book one of a guy just reading silently. And it was Winston Churchill. <laughs> and it was, that's a long, oh, long, yeah, long one. Yeah. yeah. Long Ten hours of... A lot of smoking noises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mention Negroni Week one more time. It started in 2013 with a, between Imbibe Magazine and Campari came up with the idea. And they've been doing it since then. They've raised millions of dollars for charities around, I'm going to say, North America. And uh, so if you do go out for Negroni Week, and I hope you do, uh, go to one of the many bars. You can go to the Negroni Week uh, website and see who in your area is hosting it. Yes, but don't go on Internet Explorer because the page crashes. So go on Chrome or Safari <laughs> or something else. Exactly. Firefox. Anything but what he said. Because I tried to do it today, and honestly, it would not show you what venues had it. Oh, oh. so sad. Uh, locally, uh, Earl's and Uli's, and there's a couple of others, but those are the main ones from my perspective. Anyway. But, uh, but go out. Have a Negroni or two, as long as somebody else is driving. And if you like the Negroni... Mm. Which you should. It's a one-to-one-to-one ratio. What can go wrong? I mean, unless they don't give you a nice orange peel. It's going to be a great drink. You're going to love it. Check the picture of me flaming that orange peel. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you're going to love that too. And then what else should you do? You should go to our our social media channels is what you should do. Oh, yeah. No, you should go to our Instagram account, which is at Cocktail Podcast. Uh, Also, our Twitter. No, we don't don't have Twitter. (laughs) Go to Twitter oh, and, 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 then and, and search in vain. Search in vain for our, our, our uh, handle. Uh, go to Facebook. Which just look for us on Facebook. Cocktail Gents on yeah. Facebook. And drunkpodcast.ca. That's right. Which, which will take you right to our website. Yes. The Weebly website. But what, what else should you do? Well... Oh, oh, there you go. All that wings for James Joyce. When you've done all that. Who's in wings? I think uh, James Joyce ripped the wings off of George Orwell. Mm. Uh, But if you're happy with your drink, and there's no reason why you shouldn't be, you should do what any gentleman of eloquent leisure would do and dip, drink, dip. (laughs) Wow. Uh, put your hand deep into your pocket and grab the last shekels, your last farthings from your pocket, and uh, slap them on the counter and tip big. 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 <laughs>